Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Welcome in. It's the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast. Dustin Hawkinsmith here. Dave Heckert as well, taking you through the mid-pen and District 3 wrestling as we move into the middle of January. And we're, we're dealing with a little bit of craziness here, Dave. And we were talking about it off air just a little bit, just the air of chaos and uh, I, I've seen a lot of different programs, a lot of different coaches dealing with a lot of absences and a lack of rhythm and having to have, you know, matches called off and, and postponed and the, the scheduling chaos that falls on to the athletic directors. And this is where we're at right now. We're going to look back on what happened over the course of the past week, but also look ahead to this week with all that in mind to suggest that um, some of the things that we preview and discuss you know, all bets are kind of off whether we actually see that happening. And uh, Dave, I mean, I think just the difficulty of the situation and and trying to manage your way around this this is this is the the defining tone I think to the the, the dual season so far is that you just don't know when. Um, and I don't even think it's a matter of if you don't know when the rug's going to get pulled out from under you. Yeah, I. It's been it's been a, a wild year. You know, you were just talking. We were sitting here talking and. You know, I think you said the Mid-Pen Commonwealth has wrestled a total of three dual meets within in the division so far. You know, Central two, Dolphin. Two. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, it's the Central Dolphin, Mifflin County, and Central Dolphin, Carmer Valley. Central Dolphin's wrestling two of the, the both matches. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you know, State College was supposed to wrestle Carmer Valley. That was postponed. You know, I think Chambersburg shut down and, and was, was postponed against Cedar Cliff last Thursday. Chambersburg hasn't wrestled since Trojan Wars. You know, you, yeah. you think about that and you put in that perspective. And now, you know, I don't know, you, you follow the news. Uh, you know, Central Dolphin was, was shut down today. You know, so, um, you know, talking to, to Jeff, um, this has been almost 20 practices this year that they've been shut down because of COVID. You know, like 20, that's three weeks of practices. That's, you know, that's a lot of, that's a lot of time. That's, that's, that's approximately say roughly 40 hours of, of training that you're, I don't know. It's, 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 it's a lot, you know, you're missing, you know, so. Um, and, and some, and some teams, the, the state of these teams, like this version of this central dolphin team with the types of new faces and the inexperienced guys and the, and the guys who maybe sat out last year that, that Jeff has to lean on this version of the, of central dolphin is especially ill-equipped to deal with that amount of loss of training time. Come on Valley, you know, they're, they're young and trying to bring these pieces together. And it's been a long time really since the start of the preseason that Billy Chamberlain has had all his guys in the same practice room at the same time. And you think about 
you know, yes, it's an individual sport, but I just focus on the tone that that set in some of these t- cases, especially young teams or unproven or inexperienced teams having to try to deal with all this stuff and, and teammates in and out, not knowing who's going to show up one day versus versus the next. I mean, it's got to wear on, on coaches and wrestlers alike. I, I think so. I mean, I think, you know, wrestlers at every level, uh, you know, elementary, junior high, high school need more training. You know, everybody's so caught up into the, uh, the events and, and, and that's great, you know, the matches and all that, but, you know, wrestling is an art form in, in some way. And, and, you know, I, I feel like you see it a lot at the elementary level, like, and a lot of it is, is adult driven competitions where, I mean, I feel like those kids should be in the wrestling room, you know, a lot more than, than they should be competing, you know, and, and learning the sport. And I mean, that's really at every level. And, you know, I, w- what happens because of that? Well, I mean, you don't get, you don't hit your peak performance. Um, but, you know, also you run that risk of, uh, of, of safety, even, you know, where you're not in shape, you're not wrestling and, you know, you, you learn how to fall properly, you, you know, you learn how to move correctly in, in wrestling and to protect yourself. And when you're not practicing and you're not doing that, I mean, you know, that can be, that can be the, the result of that. So, you know, and, and right now, you know, you and I are talking, you know, Cumberland Valley, we're talking Central Dolphin, Chambersburg a little bit, but really this is, this is universal. This is everybody right now that's, that's going through this. And, um, you know, it's really tough right now for, for a lot of teams to, to find a rhythm. And, um, you know, I, I think that what you're going to see here is hopefully some of these teams that have had people out and have been postponing and, and, and can kind of, you know, settle in here and, 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 you know, get a feel for the season and, and come back here the second half here and, and, and make some noise and, and get, get involved. But, you know, and, and the teams that have made, have been lucky so far, maybe that things haven't happened. Well, I mean, I feel like I'd be holding my breath if I was a coach right now, yeah. like if nothing has happened yet. Like when, when's this coming for, for us, you know, um, it just, just, just a, a whole year of, 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 you know, awkward circumstances. I mean, um, you know, I, I don't mean to shift gears a little bit here, but like I'm sitting home yesterday and, you know, watching the NFL games, which was an awesome week 18, by the way, I'm a big 49er fan. So, you know, gold rush, baby. And uh, anyway, and, uh, so, so anyway, we're watching the games and stuff and like, you know, the teams and who's out uh, and at that level of that sport, you know, I mean, here we are, you're talking how many billions of dollars are, are dumped in the NFL and, and there's players missing from those teams. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, I, I talked to Jeff and, and his, his last, last text to me was, I just want this to be over, you know, and I, I think that's the way we're all feeling right now is we, we all just want this to be over and, uh, and get back to some normalcy here. But uh, as does, as does time, we, we move forward and uh, we, we do have some, some interesting matches this week and, and some matches to go over from last week, either way. But um, again, I feel like at the, at the end of our last podcast, we were, you know, left in the conundrum of what, where do we go from here? You know, and here we are beginning this one. It's, it's the same, it's the same song and dance. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, you try to look beyond it, but the, the influence is there from postponements and cancellations to um, teams going in less than a hundred percent. And obviously that's a part of the sport and you see that every year, but not at this level. And I would definitely argue that this season so far has been more chaotic than last season, even, you know, wrestling with, with the masks and stuff on, you know, I don't think you saw the same scale of absences, um last year as you did this year but who's uh, we'll you know, i'm sorry but it's, it's it's interesting to say here too like when it comes to the individual tournament who's going to be the big name that can't wrestle 
right across the state. You know who? Because you know that's going to happen. You know, sectional weekend. You know, and then the buzz goes around, and then and everybody hears it, and you know, so and so is out because they didn't, you know, they, they, they tested positive or they came in close, con- whatever it may be, um, you know, who's going to be that big name, you know? Yeah. And, you know, the, the hope, as I think I've shared before, is that, you know, these complications and these issues and, and the spread and the close contacts much better in the first and second week of January than the, the you know, the third, fourth week of, of February and, and into March. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, the matches that, that did happen, we'll focus on a few of them. And a lot of them are the ones that we focused on last week and we previewed. Uh, we'll shift gears in the second half of the show and, and look at um, the matches we do expect to be wrestled this week, including your breakdown, um, always valuable breakdown, of Redland and Carlisle down it at Redland where, you know, they sprung, I wouldn't call it an upset, but really good win last week over Northern. Let's actually just start with that one. Uh, and, and just look at 45, 26, the, the outcome there. Um, I don't think we, we look at this and, and say that there were severe limitations on either side. You're just looking at this and saying, you know what, Redland out wrestled Northern, you know, we, you and I had talked and, and had a lot of high hopes for Northern, uh, didn't show up in this, in this match, but also I think, you know, Redland is, is a little bit more balanced and deeper and just a little better than I think we probably gave them credit for to start the year. Yeah. And, and, you know, I, I saw them early on, like I told you at the Mechanicsburg match, and I, I definitely thought, you know, the team that I saw there with Redland, um, and then the team that I saw at Northern, you know, in Northern at the Cumber Valley Kickoff Classic, I mean, I just had a really good buzz about Northern at the Kickoff Classic. You know, I, I felt like they had some good place winners there. And I know it's different. It's different tournament. I, I get all that. But, um, you know, the deal was I saw some good performances there out of their guys. And, and uh, you, know, I, I, you know, like I said, in comparison from what I saw, and again, not doing the lineup, not looking at individual matchups, I just had a better you know, feeling in my gut about Northern in that match. And I did Redland. And I mean, think preseason when we did the, the picks, I mean, I think it was, you know, Carlisle won like Northern two, Northern had battled Carlisle the year before, had the guys back and, and, you know, and, and kudos to, to Redland, man, and their staff, uh, you know, and, and, and they got a good thing going on there. I, I think, you know, Brian Baglio being, you know, an alumni, you know, Brian Willoughby, you know, helps them out, you know, another assistant coach, old Mean Dean, um, you know, helps them out. And, uh, you know, those guys are good guys. And, uh, you know, like I said, we, we, had, we got the chance last year to, to team up with them a good bit and do some training. And that's good to see their success. But I, I mean, what's even more exciting about, you know, that win for, for Redland against Northern is what that sets up this week with the Redland Carlisle match, which I'm going to tell you what, uh, you know, Carlisle, and I'm sure Joe knows, they, they better, they better lace them up and, and come ready to go because, I, uh, it's going to be an interesting matchup for sure. Uh, interesting matchup. Good. You know, a couple teams that, that neither of them have, you know, big glaring holes in, in their lineup. And, and we've seen this year that there's not a lot of teams that, that can really say that, especially under all the circumstances. Um, I did get, I, I got a chance to talk to Brian, um, that, that night after they beat Northern, just talking about his approach with a young team and, you know, really that an emphasis 
after the after the the kickoff classic of trying to build confidence of young guys and taking some different measures, uh, focusing on different things in the room. Uh, he he said at least one of his freshman starters who had been beaten up a little bit wrestled in the JV tournament down at Tro Trojan Wars and just interesting tactics I think to get these young guys feeling good about themselves. And I thought that was a contributing factor in in this match as these young guys. Um, kind of not not being shaken or losing confidence, even though they took some losses early. I mean, that's super important. And I'm glad that you, you, you know, he said that. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and that's something that I did, you know, if I had a kid that was maybe, he was a varsity starter, sometimes not by choice. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, or by choice. You, know, you didn't have anybody else. But there's no way that, that guy's ready to go to a Trojan Wars tournament and compete or a big tournament. So you'd send them to a JV tournament to get that mat time. I mean, that's what's in, that's what I'm saying. The 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 mat time, the training, and, and that mental game is important. So now, instead of taking that freshman to Trojan Wars and going 0 and 2 and feeling even worse about himself, now he takes him to the JV tournament. He gets a couple of wins, right? He gets a chance to work on some things, and he has a lot more confidence and is ready to hit the uh, the drawing board. You know, coming back after Christmas break, and uh, you know, great approach there. And and um, you know, that's important when you're talking team wrestling and. You know, confidence uh, oozes in individual. You know, comes out in individuals, but that that catches a hold of the team aspect. Like, you know, if there's different individuals that are that are lacking confidence, and then that becomes a team thing, that that can that can hurt. You know, whereas it, it, on the other hand, you know, winning breeds winning, confidence breeds confidence. So, um, you know, good good for them to, to 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 get rolling here. And like I said, I, I'm excited for this Carlisle match to see how that turns out. So you got three teams in the Keystone sitting at 2-0 going into the week. Lower Dolphin is another one of them. Uh, Carlisle wrestles them on, on Thursday. I know Lower Dolphin um, struggled with a partial lineup this past weekend as well. So we'll see what kind of condition that David Wooster's team is in for that one. But certainly would expect Carlisle to take care of business in that one. And, and so you look at, you know, Carlisle Redland as being – a really important duel when it comes to the mid pen Keystone. We'll uh, we'll look at that one a little bit more here coming up. Um, the the couple matches that we we really spotlighted last week. I don't think there was much surprise along the way here, but West Perry um, takes on Cumberland Valley, beats him 33-23. Billy doesn't have all his guys there yet, but um, but West Perry just a, an impressive team effort from them. Uh, the other one, Mifflin County beating Central Dolphin 42-23. I was texting with you a little bit during that match, and CD was up 23-21 with four four bouts to go, but it was the exact four bouts that Kirby Martin wanted. <laughs> the wrong four bouts, looking at 72, 89, 215, and 285. They go um, pin, 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 and decision there and, and take that duel, but not a big surprise either way. What stood out, first of all, West Perry, Carmen Valley, you're there for that one. Uh, what, what caught your attention in, in that match? For me, it was West Perry's, um, I, I don't want to say depth, but they're putting some sort of body of workout at every weight. You know, I thought their kids looked good. They look strong. Um, every one of their guys, I mean, here's what dual meets come down to. You ready? Pins. You know what I'm saying? It pins. And, and you can plus minus that category in every dual meet. I'm going to tell you, most of the time, the team that gets the most pins, you know, is, is going to win that dual meet, regardless of the number of bouts won. And, and uh, when you have a team like West Perry that sends, you know, guys out that do their job um, and, and don't give a bonus at, at different weights, then you're going to win dual meets. Um, you know, to start out, I, I, we had a real good individual bout at 72. Uh, which kind of surprised me here because I think West Perry, um, they have two 60 pounders 
and they have the, the Hawken, Hawkenberry folk, and then they had uh, the Sailor kit at 160. I think they double weighed them at 60. And I kind of think they messed up a little by putting the Hockenberry up on Brasino. So Cumber Valley got a little gift there, you know, and, uh, you know, I, I was, and this is a tough decision here, you know, younger you know, coaches, whatever. I, and, and Roger Barrick taught me this, you know, if you get into a situation where you started a weight and you're going to bump a guy up or you're going to, you're going to, you have a better, you know, one guy's significantly better than the other. Who do you start off with? Um, Roger Barrick always told me, you know, save your, save the bullet in your gun. Like, you know what I mean? Save that good guy to the end. So when I saw where it started, and if you look at the way it turned out, I mean, between 60 and 72, um, Cumberland Valley won both of those. And I think that if West Perry had to do over again, they probably would have fed Bruschino at 72 and probably kept, you know, Hockenberry to the end uh, to beat Strauss, which I, I think that would have happened. Either way, it did work out for him, right? Like, so um, they kept Anthony to a regular decision, but that was a great little, you know, individual bout. Um, within the dual meet to start off the night, um, you know, those two guys. Um, at 89, the Bowden kid, you know, went out and battled jumper 10-3, like didn't give up that last point for that major. And yeah. uh, did, did, he, did, he, did he stall a little bit? Sure. Did he, did he, but guess what? He, he didn't give up the major. You see what I'm saying? Like, and that's a beautiful part about team wrestling. Like, you know, did he, did he do a lot of scoring? Was he attacking? You know, may, maybe not as much as the Cumberland Valley fans would have liked, right? But um, at the end of the day, the guy did his job. You know, he gave up radio decision. And when he did that, the coaches on the West Perry bench got up and started clapping like that kid won the match. You know, so, I mean, that's, that's the cool part, like I always say about, about team wrestling. Um, but then, you know, you move up through and, and like we said, the, and I, I call this out 285. Right, the, the yeah. heavyweight match is what that match was going to come down to, and here we are. You know, we go into 285, and the the bouts tied six six. Cumberland Valley wins the first two. Morrison pins. Here we go. You know, well, it's one one in the th third period. The Cumberland Valley kid's on bottom. He stands up. He kind of turns into the kid. The kid from West Prairie puts him on his back and pins him. You know, and at that point, you know, I said to the people around me, I said, it's over. It's over. Yep. You know what I mean? Like that's, you know, a decision, it's not over, but a pin, you know, over, um, you know, and, uh, and, and, you know, really West Perry rolled at that point. I, I was, I was impressed with, uh, you know, obviously Devin Jackson, just doing what he does. Um, just incredible. Every time I watch him, it's just like, man, that's just, that's incredible. Um, the guy from Cumberland Valley and, 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 and I, I really like this kid. Um, yeah, I, I, if I had to choose guys in, in a foxhole with me, man, I mean, this, this would be, this would be probably guy number one for Cumberland Valley. And that's the, uh, you know, the Mitchell kid, the freshman. Um, I mean, he, he goes out at, at 120 pounds, first time down at 120. He wrestles a tough Jackson rush. Rush goes out and takes him down. But the Mitchell kid just, I mean, the whole match is battles and battles and battles and comes back and then beats Rush you know, in a close, in a close bout, individual bout there, he beats him six, four. And, and I, I just, I, I, I love everything that that kid oozes. I mean, he, he works hard. Um, he, he came back in, in a tough match and, and got the win. And, uh, you know, that was, that was definitely one of, I know uh, coach Chamberlain's bright spots was, was Jace, uh, Jake Mitchell at 120. Um, but then you go like, okay, then you're looking at the score. Well, now it's Cumber Valley's up six, 16, 15. Well, now you go like 26, 32, 38. We go, you got the younger Morrison who picks up a major. The Pahalski kid picks up a win and Nolan Ziggler, Ziggler gets a pin. You know, so you run into three hammers. Well, now, you know, they, they have it pretty much locked up at this point. Um, 
and really the only other win or two wins was at 52 with Belgen and and then it was wrapped up after that and then Mitchell Strauss at, at 160 but um, I wasn't also impressed the Seidel kid for for a freshman um, I mean he's a nice body of work and uh, you know again all around man like congrats to Wes Perry the old Mustang gang was loud um, cheering him on at the at the gym and uh, but listen here's the deal I, I want to set the record straight here okay and and I got home from the match and a buddy of mine who was like watching the match through like the live stream on Facebook. And I don't know who was announcing, but he said the announcer kind of kept referencing like last year, as in like there was almost an, an aura of like when Cumberland Valley and West Perry were supposed to wrestle and Cumberland Valley like backed out of the match in, in like a way of like ducking West Perry. Well, I'm, I'm just going to set the record straight and, and, and uh, not happening. I mean, that's 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 silly. That's that's almost humorous to me. Um, I mean, you know, we ran into like, and I don't even remember the, the scheduling conflict, but we ran into a conflict last year where with COVID, we got squeezed on our schedule. We had to drop the West Perry match, you know, and, uh, and, and even, you know, a little bit of the ore up there, like Cumberland Valley, like they would have got us last year. Well, I, uh, listen, listen, I, I don't Dave. know, I, I can guess who won that match, but I, I mean, here's what I'm going to say. You can call me a lot of things as a coach. You can call me a crazy chicken dancer. You can call me whatever you want, but I will never be accused of running from opponents in wrestling, right? So, so don't don't throw that my way, man. Don't don't throw me the the Cumberland Valley Duck to West Perry ordeal. And it was like a thing up there, you know. A couple of the fans, oh, last year, last year. Well, okay, um, but but either way, just just setting the record straight there, um, you know. So I'm not I'm not talking about West Perry for the next ten minutes. Like West Perry, after I say West Perry right now, I'm not talking about West That's Perry. That's it. Done. Listen. During a ten minute during a ten minute timeout. You know who chicken dances, Dave? Chickens do. <laughs> you know what chickens do? They run away. All right. I'm just I'm just saying oh, that the the, tr the transitive good. property it, 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 it checks out in this situation. But oh man, listen, I'll if I could see Zach Kell's face right now, that guy would be in tears. He he, he would love that comment. Uh, I love him. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Good, good win. Um, it was a year awesome. in the making. This win over Cumberland Valley. It was, it was going to yeah. happen last year. It happened this year <laughs> instead. Now, good, good win for those guys. And I think you know, you mentioned that at 172. I, I really think that West Perry was set on let's let's battle. You know, and I, and yeah, I think no, that I as much it. as as much it. as anything else, the, the Hockenberry Folk decision was probably with that in mind. Like strategically, mathematically, it might not be. The, the prudent move, but they wanted to, they wanted to battle Carmen Valley and, uh, and no, set that tone early. And, um, you know, I, that, that match at 285, you know, not only just mathematically, they lead 12-6 after that, um, but just in terms of momentum and, and firing off that first shot. That was the first shot in, in this match. It was fired by West Perry. And, you know, I don't think Carmen Valley had a great deal of margin in the first place in this one. And no. I think you know, if you would have told Claudio Valeri they were giving up six at 285, he would have said the exact same thing. The match would have been over in his mind. Yeah, too. yeah, yeah. And 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 kudos to the Carver kid. You know, for and I was at that match. I mean, he almost was on his back at one point and and fought off. You know, to to turn around and pin. I love the fight. That's that's excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah, to to try to predict what's going to happen at 285 can be a fruitless venture, right? Like the 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 swings and momentum there, and we've seen it in other matches too. Just the swings and momentum at 285, uh, West Perry gets that one. And and honestly, I mean, if you, go ahead, buddy. West Perry, like you can't 
it's hard to make the case that West Perry wasn't the better team. Like, it, it, no, like, yeah, I, you I know, if, no doubt. absolutely. Like if, if, if Bevilacqua wins that match by decision, that's a, that's a nine point swing and it was a 10 point match. And, and I know all that, but sure, sure. West Perry deserved to win this thing. And, and absolutely. Absolutely. They did. And then the heavyweights, like they're all friends with each other. And it's funny, like they, they all like, give each other hugs after their, their wrestling. They're like the most two tired wrestlers after they're mad, you like, give each other hugs regardless of what happens. And they walk off. Yeah, it was cool. So, yeah, <laughs> we survived. We're still, we're still breathing. <laughs> we're still upright. We're still stealing yeah. air. That's right. That's right. Uh, any, anything jump out to you about the CD Mifflin County match? Uh, obviously, we're, we were looking at, you know, CD's big guns there. And, and it looked like, um, you know, that, they, they were kind of feeding, not, I don't know if, if, if they had a choice at 106, but it looked like they were committing, committed to feeding uh, Repos, feeding Garvik, and really setting up that run from 72 to 285, which strategically the, the, right, the right move there. Um, you know, 32 was one of those toss-up matches, All Miller and Michael Beers. Uh, that one's 11-8. Beers beat All Miller uh, the, the week before. Um, so yeah, you know, I, and I think, you know, Hunter Johnson getting a major and not just a decision at, at 120, uh, was, uh, was a good result for them there. But, um, I think, you know, Mifflin County just had too much. Yeah. And, and like, we kind of said that, in, you know, in our preview up top, you know, and, and again, it comes back to those falls that we talked about. Um, and, and really, like you said, it was like 23, 21 after, like, it was a good dual meet for, for a while there, you know what I mean? And then. You know, like we said, uh, and, and it looks like, I, I mean, Mifflin County, based off of who they fed, they, they got the flip. They had to have and, and fed Garvik even at 60, and then they went up and, and you know, 70, 72, 89, 215 and heavy. They, you know, they just they just put their foot down and a nice win by them. Because, you know, look, here's the deal. Mifflin County, like the traveling, you know, here they go. They traveled down, you know, to Central Dolphin and, you know, you get on the bus, you, you make that hour long trip, hour and 10, 15 minute long trip, you get off the bus, you go into a tough Central Dolphin. And a lot of times things don't go as planned, you know, for Mifflin County to put it together, a team that really, you know, were they the team that was going to be picked to, to win the, the division? No, but they're a serious contender right now, you know, and, and here we are and uh, they, they come and they wrestle. And like I said, their, their kids are tough and, they, and they're, they're physical and, and they wrestle hard and, you know, I, I mean, wrestling is important to them up there. So um, kudos to them, man. Like I said, just take advantage of, of everything up top and, um, you know, getting those bonus points up top was big. I mean, three uh, pins in a row. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and ma match over at this point. But yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I love there are some distinctively Mifflin County names in, the, in this. And, and I'll, I'll look at 106 pounds. <laughs> Styers Odin. That is a Mifflin County name through and through. Yeah. Anson Wagner is, is a Mifflin County name. It is. Um, you know, I, and, and I, and I like that you, you, there, there's a certain breed of toughness. There's a certain breed of toughness in that West Perry team. There's a certain breed of toughness in that Mifflin County team. That's, that's uniquely their own. You know, here, here's the deal, right? Like I, and I even, I even go to like the, the state with this, this whole, this whole theory of, of mine. And that's like wrestling's a blue collar sport, you know, and, 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 um, you know, where you grow up, how you grow up is, is, is part of that. And don't get me wrong. I'm not saying if you don't grow up in a, a blue collar area, you can't be a good wrestler. That's not, that's, that's not what I'm saying. I, I just feel like, um, you know, there's, there's, there's fat cats and there's alley cats. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I, 
I want a team of, of alley cats, a team that like, you know, they're, they're, they're scratching and clawing for, for every scrap of food they get. You know what I mean? Like, you know, maybe they're not the team that drives in in BMWs and brand new wrestling shoes every year. You know what I mean? They're, 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 the, they're the alley cats, you know? And, and I've had this conversation with my, my teams at Cumber Valley. So, you know, but I don't want fat cats. You know, guys that come walking in with thousand dollar phones. You know what I'm saying? Guys are come walking and driving in their BMW that their mom lent them to go to school. Like, you know, sometimes in, in some sense, um, the blue collar guys, the guys that are, that are, that are, you know, fighting for, for the things that others aren't fighting for are, you know, are the guys that are going to do the same in, in wrestling matches. And, you know, I, I think, you know, Mifflin County, man, is, is a blue, a blue collar area. I think, you know, I, Again, like, you know, that, that, that Pittsburgh, that area, like they're blue collar kids, West Perry, like blue collar, man, like hardworking. Yeah. Like good wrestlers. And uh, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that, that just because your social status is one thing, you can't be successful wrestling. I'm, I'm not saying that. I'm just, I just feel like for me, like I want a team of alley cats, some guys that are, that are scratching and clawing um, for, for everything they get. And in, in not only in wrestling, but in life, um, Sometimes they, they make better wrestlers, they make tougher kids. And I feel like you have a little bit of that with, with Mifflin County. You know, you have a little bit of that with, with West Perry and, and uh, you know, even some of those teams out, out the Pittsburgh area, man. And, uh, you know, either way though, uh, I, I expect Mifflin County, man, to, to be a tough out for this, this division. And, uh, you know, interestingly enough, not a team we expected to be, you know, at the top at the beginning of the year here, but, you know, very well, very well could be. This year in the Commonwealth, kind of ripe for the picking. That if if you go if you run pretty solid from one through one through thirteen, which is what Mifflin County is. I mean, I I don't think you really look at that outside of Nick Allison, maybe, and you know Kyler Everly looks like he might be turning a corner and could be a state medal contender. You're not yeah. looking at you're not looking at state champs here. You know, for yeah. from one to thirteen, you're looking at just st- solid guys the whole way through, um, and, and some guys, especially and it's, it's the same strength that made Central Dolphin so tough to match up with last year. When you're running, you know, 72 through 285 and you're strong in four spots in a row, it's going to be and even just like 89, 215, 285. Most teams, from my observation, if you've got one solid kid in those three weight classes, you're right around on par. But they've got three good kids in those weight classes. And that's a real ace up your sleeve. And here's the deal with upper weights. Listen, I'm not busting upper weights. I was an upper weight myself. But upper weights get bonus points. You know what I'm saying? Like if you have good upper weights, not only are they winning matches like lower weights, but and or middle, and guys into the middle. But a lot of times, they're they're pinning people, and uh, and that's what you have here, where you have just such a such a matchup. Where I mean, these dudes from from Mifflin County. I mean, Everly at 72, uh, Shoemaker at 89, Wagner. Uh, Puppo, these dudes are, are big, strong, physical kids that have had a lot of mat time. And if you're not experienced, I mean, they're, they're going to pin you they're, and they're going to go after, they're going to go after the pin. So, um, but that's, that's the way with most teams. If you have those upper weights, you're scoring, you're scoring bonus, scoring bonus. And as we sit here today, you know, Monday evening, um, talking about wrestling, What's supposed to happen is this week Mifflin County is supposed to go to State College, and that's another another piece of information that we can use there because I'm really anxious to see which of these two District 6 Mid-Pen Commonwealth teams is better, and whichever District 6 Commonwealth team is better would be my pick at the end of the week to win this division uh, you know, yeah. I think both those teams are pretty close. You know, I think Mifflin County 
probably has a little bit more balance than than Ryan Cummins does up at State College. But State I College with the Cunningham kids and with the Pavletsko kid who who looks miles better than he was. Yeah. I mean, you you have some State College has more hammers. Yeah, I I, I agree with that. I think I, I think you said it perfectly. I think State College has more hammers. I think Mifflin County has better balance. Um, so I I haven't looked at that match as far as matchups um, and how that goes, and that means a lot. Um, you know, to figure out like a, a dual meet result there, but I would bank on Mifflin County's balance. Um, again, you know, who knows with this year, but um, that's what I would lean with. But yeah, that, that's an interesting matchup if it happens. Uh, a couple other notes before we shift into forward looking. One is I just want to give a tip of the cap to Jagger Gray from, from Trinity again. Made a note of it here. He beat Garrett Garcia from Southern Columbia in the Trojan Wars finals. Uh, he beats uh, Kevin Oliveria from Mannheim Township, who was ranked number five um, on Saturday. Not not a great day for Trinity as a team uh, in, in the, the Mannheim Township duels. But for Jagger Gray, I mean, I, I think just having back-to-back top five wins is a good sign for, for where he's going. And I think a confidence builder that he, he is turning that corner now. And I think has emerged, I, you know, he was an, a guy to watch anyway, but I think um, those two wins I, without looking have to be the, the two biggest wins of his career and kind of a long time coming and, and good momentum for him here. Yeah. I mean, the guy beats a double a number three and the triple a number five at his weight. That's impressive, man. I'm so I shot him a text. Um, I shot him a text. I've known Jag for, for a long time as his, his family and whatnot. So anyway, I shot him a text and uh, just congratulated him. And I asked him a simple question, like, you know, your, your, your improvement from last year to this year, what do you attribute that to? Okay. And his comment to me was he didn't, after he lost at districts last year, he decided like he wasn't going to stop wrestling. So, I mean, really, that guy just turned it into an, a, a full round year thing for him and did nothing but but train. And, and, you know, for the younger guys listening, like, you know, the other wrestlers, younger, like, here's the deal. You know what he decided? Um, it's important to him. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's time to dedicate something, you know, to something that's important to him. He, he put away his distractions. He, he made a commitment to being a better wrestler. And, and the results are, are showing. And I even, I talked to, to you know, Joe, to Coach Peretta. And, uh, and he said his biggest thing was, A, like, he's down to weight. You know, last year he was messing around up at 89. And, and this year, like, he's in the best shape he's been in. He is down to the weight he belongs at. And, and Coach Preda said just, just mentally, uh, you know, he believes in himself. You know, last year, you know, you walk on the mat, you doubt yourself a little bit, and you're out there wrestling, trying to hold on, trying to see what happens. He said this year he, he believes that when he steps on the mat, like, like he's going to win. And, and that comes with training that comes with, with confidence. And, and, you know, like I said, that, that, that's, that's, I love hearing that stuff. And I, I told Jagger, I said, here's the deal. You know, we're going to talk a little bit about you here, but I, I want you to, to make sure you don't let this go to your head. Like Nick Saban says, it's, it's rat poison. You know what I mean? So, you know, stay humble, stay hungry, stay after it. And, uh, you know, he gave me the old thumbs up and, um, you know, so, so cool for him. And, uh, Again, man, I, I really want to see him just keep improving and bring home a state medal for, for Trinity in District 3. 
I, I mean, in terms of talent and ability, he's got it, and all these other pieces are starting to, starting to come together. And now he, we do have a, an extra burden we're putting on him. Our dozens and dozens of listeners are going to have their eyes <laughs> on him, and uh, that's going to be a lot of pressure. We apologize in advance for that's that. right. That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. Our dozens and dozens of listeners. That's it. Dozens, that's it. literally and dozens. You got to start somewhere, listeners. Dustin. Right? Like you got to start somewhere. And if yes. it's a, a dozen, if it's two dozen, we'll, we'll take those 24 and run, right? Yep. Right. We're, we're in on the ground floor here. We'll keep, we'll keep growing. <laughs> um, one other thing I wanted to know, just because Bishop McDevitt, you know, pretty firmly and my, you know, you're looking at some combination of McDevitt, West Perry, Boiling Springs, as depending on what, what your flavor is, what, what you think, you know, how they match up the top three teams in district three and double a um, Mike Dowman, I saw them at Trinity, um, last week uh his 106 pounder is not with them anymore he said he, he quit wrestling and their 138 gate for totally looks like he's not going to be with the team the rest of the way so you have a couple you know unforeseen developments there but at the same time you know it does you know losing lineup depth will hurt them especially against west perry and boiling springs where that's kind of their strength is, the, is their lineup depth but at the same time you know when you're going jake gilfoyle uh, Andrew Christie, Anthony Glessner, Lucas Lawler, uh, Kay Werner, uh, Bryce Enders, and Riley Robel. I don't know how much lineup depth really matters. And that, that's, you know, you talk about hammers. You know, there, I don't think there, there's nobody who can match McDevitt's hammers. It's just a matter of whether they're 106 through their 138, uh, they're going to compete. You know, and I think Mike likes what, the way that their, their guys compete there. Give me six guys who can, or seven guys who can pen and six guys who can bridge. You know what I mean? You can win yeah. every match, right? Yeah. And uh, so that is, you know, you bring up a good point. And, you know, it, it is going to be interesting to see how the team race turns out here with those three as far as, you know, everybody thinks, oh, well, you know, McDevitt's good, but they have holes. They have holes. But guess what, man? The, I don't care. The pins. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they're getting bonus at weights, like, now it becomes a matchup thing. And I, I they're going to be a tough out, but again, like if, if they're, if they're, if they're losing some guys here, now we're falling into that, that whole thing, you know, now we're falling under the, the idea of, of starters missing and it's tough to win titles with, with guys out, you know, and uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm sure, you know, Michael will scrape something together here, but I, I still think um, they're going to be a tough out, man. I still think they're going to be, they're going to, they're going to be a hard team to, to overcome those bonus. And I, you know, I want to see really the the double A match. I, I again West Perry and Boiling Springs here at the end of the month. You know that that'll yeah. give me a good idea where both those teams are headed going into the postseason. You know, yeah, um, we we'll have to wait a little bit for that. So in, in both directions, Boiling Springs, West Perry, Boiling Springs, McDevitt, McDevitt, West Perry. I mean, yeah. you have some really interesting duels coming up, whether it's regular season or postseason or both, possibly in the case of yeah. uh, Boiling Springs and West Perry. Yeah. Um, Real quick, just I wanted to go rapid fire. Uh, Carlisle, Boiling Springs, they both won their dual tournaments. Uh, both went 5-0. and Not a big shock there. Good to see Central Dolphins bounce back and go 4-0 at CD duels. We did mention before, though, uh, yeah. they're going to be on ice here for the, the, the next, uh, what, week or so probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Northern went 0-4 at CD duels, and that was that was surprising to me there. Chambersburg yeah. duels were canceled. Yeah. Um, State College was was supposed to come down for that. I was really looking forward to State College battling with Chambersburg and some of these other teams. We didn't see that. Uh, we should see State College, Memphis County, I hope, this week. Uh, Camp Hill, 
uh, 54-24 over Trinity. Just, uh, you know, Joe, you know, and those guys losing that way to, to Camp Hill. I know it stung them. You know, that just weren't really a match for for McDevitt. And then kind of limped through the Mannheim Township duels. They, they got they got a young group, you know, outside their, their clearly established guys at 106 with Major Lewis and Tucker Painter at 89 and Jagger Gray at 72. They've got guys who, who are still learning how to wrestle. And, you know, I think there's going to be some frustrating moments along the way that hopefully yield growth uh, not so not so long from now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I saw that, that score too. And that, that's surprising, but you know, Joe didn't have a good feeling going into that. You know, I asked him what he thought and he said, man, Camp Hill is just, they got some tough guys, tough kids in there that are just going to be nightmare matchups for my guys, you know? And so I could tell just tone wise, he didn't feel good about that. Um, you know, that match either, but um, it's a process, man. And, and, you know, you gotta, it's tough. You can't, you can't speed this thing up. You know, the wrestling thing is, it's, it's an art and it takes time, you know. It's the second time you called wrestling an art. I, I, it, I, it is, I, though. I, it, come on, man. I know. You're, you're, like, kind of picking on me here. But it is almost <laughs> like a martial arts type thing. It, it, it's, a, you know, I mean, it takes time. You can't can't rush it, you know. And, um, you know, again, yeah, these programs that are building and trying to do that, again, it's, it's you got to hold on. You got you to gotta be patient. No, no shortcuts. There's no fast tracking. If you're if you're young and inexperienced to start the year, you got to learn those lessons somehow. And uh, we've seen you know some other teams going through that too. So we we mentioned, I, and I want to get uh, your thorough breakdown on on Carlisle Redland, but just a, a couple other highlights to note as we sit here. Mifflin County State College, Chambersburg uh, going to Cumberland Valley on Thursday. Um, New Oxford tournament, pretty good little field there. A lot of a lot of local flavor, a lot of York and Adams County flavors there but some other teams coming in Athens is coming in as one of them um, escape the rock you know we've seen um, both Powerade Beast of the East escape the rock we don't have a very heavy local flavor in any of those big tournaments now and uh, I wonder maybe if, if uh, you know the era of COVID you don't really schedule going out of town all that much still this year I, I'm, I'm just guessing there but either way just Chambersburg uh, Mannheim Township going out there to escape the rock too but um not not a lot of uh, mid pen um, vibes there. Yeah, that's a that's a that's a tough tournament, man. And, and again, it's almost like a, a type of Powerade type deal. You know, they bring you know, some really good private schools in. And um, again, you got to weigh that that cost. You know, you're taking your team out there. How many of your guys are getting more than two matches? You know, um, yeah, it's great for your upper guys, but you know what's worth? You know, yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a it's a tough tournament. Um, but Chambersburg again, you know, Matt doesn't he doesn't. I mean, he doesn't shy away from from competition at all. So um, it doesn't surprise me that they're going either, you know, so um, which, you know, always benefits his guys. So, again, um, you know, tough tournament, you know, I, I guess uh, for the week here, I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, the Carlisle Redland, a big match. Um, you know, the other match that I that I like is, like you said, Mifflin County State College will give us a clear pitch here in the Big Ten Commonwealth. Um, Chambersburg and Cumberland Valley. I feel like both of those teams are at spots where they're trying to figure things out right now. Both of them, in my opinion, are two of the top 10 teams in District 3. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, both of them um, have had ups and downs this season. Both of them are trying to find some sort of rhythm here. And they wrestle Thursday night at Cumberland Valley. And uh, I think that's going to be interesting and kind of maybe we'll decide where the winner, you know, the winner kind of heads in the right direction and, and the loser is going to have, have a tough regroup there. So 
you know, that, that'll be, uh, that'll be an interesting one for me too. I was just looking by the way, um, Bishop McDevitt tonight, uh, beat Camp Hill 44 30. So I don't, I don't, I don't have, uh, I don't have exactly what the, what the individual results were, but I think not, not a bad showing there for Camp Hill. To, I was just going to say that, to drop 30 on, on McDevitt. That's, that's pretty impressive. Uh, you know, hopefully whatever happened there, you know, McDevitt figures some things out if it guys were out and guys are missing, but that's a good, good showing by Camp Hill. Yeah. So the, so um, you know, I was trying to get make sure we had try to have that before um, before we, we wrapped up. But let, give me uh, you know you mentioned a few toss up matches in this this Carlisle Redland match. Why don't we okay. why don't we start with those? That, you know what what are the defining points of this match? All right, so here we go. Um, Carlisle Redland. Um, I have that match five five with three toss ups. Okay. Um, you know the the thing is you know a lot of the places where Carlisle is favored they're getting bonus. Um, you know, I, I feel like obviously Schmick up top. Um, I feel like at 60 or 70, whatever, whatever happens in there between 52, 60 and 70, we'll decide that. Um, but, you know, I see at between 60 and 70, the possibility of, you know, one of those two getting bonus. Uh, you know, the Wilson kid from, from, from Carlisle is wrestling well right now. Um, and he's a big pinner. I have him getting bonus, the Walker kid. But then, like, you know, you start looking at Redland. Well, they're going to get their share uh, in through the middle there a little bit. And I think, you know, the Phillips kid's going to get a, you know, I think I have him circled as, as a favorite in the 215-pound match. Um, but there's three toss-up matches that I have, all things considered. 120 pounds, okay? The, the, uh, the one Pedrick kid, there's two of them on the team um, against the Hutchinson kid from Redland. And I have that kind of favored towards the Hutchinson kid. I felt like he had a couple more impressive wins than, than maybe Pedrick did. So I kind of pointed the arrow towards Redland that way. At 32, I have the Petsinis kid versus the Beck kid from Redland. But I have that one kind of favoring the side of Carlisle, okay, um, with Petsinis there. And the other toss-up I have is wherever the Stank kid from Redland is located. You know, is he going to stay at 60 and go on D'Angelo? Is he going to, they going to go after the freshman at 70? Um, I, I don't know. I, I think wherever Stank goes, in order for Redland to win this dual meet, Stank has to win. I mean, you have a guy that's a district qualifier for, for Redland, and, um, you know, he, he's going to have – wherever he is, he's going to have to get a big win there. So, again, 5-5, five, five, I think the, the Palulak kid uh, at 38 um, will win. Gibson at 45 I have in. So, you know, again, 5-5. Five, five, Three toss-ups, 20, 32, and, and either 60 or 70, uh, wherever the stank kid is. And uh, we'll see where they where everything else falls. But, I mean, I mean, you know, again, this is my thing. A lot of times, like, your dual meets are not decided by your more experienced wrestlers. You know what I'm saying? The, 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 your guys that are your returning state medals, so your, your latent schmicks, your, uh, the, the, the Walker kid, you know, Phillips for Redland, um, you know, the Pulak kid, those guys are going to get their points, right? But here's where things come down to, where you're going to have guys that sometimes aren't the most experienced wrestlers deciding dual meets, right? So, I mean, that, again, that's what makes dual meet wrestling so, so unique in the sense that, you know, you might not be an experienced wrestler, but you can go out and go six minutes, lose, and be the hero, right? So yeah. again, that match is going to come down to bonus points. 
um, you know, who can go six minutes and, uh, I'll tell you, man, I, th I think, I think it's wide open. So I, I would, I would favor Carlisle a little, but I just feel like they have a little more firepower, but I don't know. I mean, I, I thought the same thing against Northern Redland. So what do I know? Um, but where, where do you, where do you factor a crowd in uh, an energized crowd in terms of shifting momentum, you know, being an advantage for, for Redland here? Uh, yeah, I, you know, I went to, uh, I went to watch the Redland Northern, uh, like junior high, like that whole deal. I know some kids from, from Northern who I, you know, work with over at the factory there in Dillsburg, but either way, Northern has a good, or, uh, Redland had a good atmosphere there. You know what I'm saying? Like there, there's some fans in the stands. And so Carlisle's going to have to battle that, um, you know, and, um, I'm sure Carlisle will travel, travel. Okay. But they're definitely going into, uh, a, a lopsided event as far as, momentum for Redland and, and being in the home gym there for sure. Um, they had a good atmosphere. I mean, they had elementary wrestling going on. They had the junior high match going on with two mats and they had a nice little crowd there. I mean, it was, yeah, it was good, good atmosphere. So, um, you know, I, I think, you know, definitely as far as like home and away, we definitely favor Redland in, in that situation. There you go. Uh, we'll you go. be back next week here on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast to recap then that, that, that spotlight duel. I'm going to be down there. So, um, I'll see you with my own eyes too. Um, if it's anything like this week, I think it's just going to be a celebration of Dave. Just the predict, the solid predictions on point. Uh, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens. But uh, you know the the and 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 honestly, that that's what that's what we're aiming for here. If we can spend thirty to forty minutes each week celebrating Dave Hecker, that's exactly what we're going to do. So hopefully, hopefully these teams make uh make you look good here, Dave. Yeah, we'll be back. We'll, we'll be looking at all these duels we, we preview. We'll look at uh, look back at the Escape the Rock tournament, New Oxford tournament. Uh, hopefully we do see Chambersburg, Cumberland Valley, Mifflin County State College. Some good matches to recap, uh, including that Carlisle Redland affair. Stick with us uh, the rest of the way here. Um, you can subscribe on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio as well. That's Dave Heckard. I'm Dustin Hawkinsmith, and we will catch you next time here on the Penn Live Wrestling Podcast.